Thank you for listening today on Podcast with Pastor Larry. Please rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast. Feel free to check us out at podcastwithpastorlarry.com. In just a moment, Pastor Larry will be teaching us a constant truth from God's Word to help us in this always changing world. You can always find more teaching with Pastor Larry at Freedom Ministries through our Facebook page at Freedom in Virginia or on our YouTube channel at Freedom Church for, that's the number four, others. That would be Freedom Church for others. Now, let's get to learning the Bible to live the Bible with Pastor Larry. Hey, good afternoon, folks. Hey, this is Pastor Larry from Freedom Ministries. I apologize for the little bit of a late start. And uh, we normally start at noon, and uh, but I was in conversation with uh, one of our faithful uh, long-term members of the church. And so, but we're here together now. It is Thursday, July the 13th. So I hope that you're doing well today. Thanks for plugging in. If you're on Facebook Live, this is going to be part two of our study in Proverbs 2. Yep, we're already in the next chapter in Proverbs. And if you're listening in on the podcast at podcastwithpastorlarry.com, this is going to be episode two. So part two, episode two. I'm just glad that you're here and that we could join together in the Bible. Don't forget, every week, what am I about to say? That's right. Hit the like button. Hit that thumbs up. You know, see that thumbs up on your Facebook page. Hit that button. Hit it several times. That'll help. And uh, it just helps get the word out. And the more of an audience that we have, the greater of influence we have to give God's word to people around the world. And so don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. Share. Yep. Share this link, post this into your page, and it'll go to all your friends' page, and that'll be awesome as you share God's Word with other people. I'm delighted that you're here. The weekend is coming, and I hope and trust that you are planning to be in church. That's right, on campus, nothing replaces in-person worship with your family, your church family, as well as and uh, connecting and fellowshipping and worshiping and studying God's Word. There's no replacement for that. But if you cannot be in person, then feel free to join us online and be a part of our online church family. We have a lot that do that with us. A lot are sick. Some are working and just can't uh, make the schedule um, at 1030. And you can watch the service anytime uh, at your leisure. But we would love for you to be with us on campus if you're able to. But if not, feel free to join us online. You're going to need to find Proverbs chapter 2 because that's where we're going to be. And we're going to jump right into our Bible study and uh, in Proverbs chapter 2. And I am so thankful for this writing because we're learning about the wisdom And the title of the subject matter that we're going through right now in Proverbs chapter 2 is the priceless value of wisdom. The priceless value of wisdom, right? There is value. What does value mean? There's worth there it is something that is beneficial to you um we talked about this on tuesday that we have things that are around us it could be family of course friends it could be a possession maybe it's an heirloom maybe something was passed down to you maybe it's something that you bought maybe it's an antique whatever the case may be i am sure that you could think of or find something around your house or that is close to you That is valuable, and it may not even be valuable to the next 
person, right? You sell something, something is, um, you find something at a yard sale or you sell something at a yard sale or it's a car or whatever. We have a lot of emotional attachments to things. However, those things don't always translate into the higher price of something. What I'm speaking of are those things that are truly valuable in our life. One of those things we know that is eternal is the wisdom and the truth of God's word. And this is so needed for us. And so here Solomon is writing once again, and he's writing to his son. And if we can begin in Proverbs chapter 2, let's read through verses 1 through 5 again. He says, my son, if you will receive my words, there's an imperative, receive and hide my commandments within you. We talked about this on Tuesday. There are some verbs, imperative commands there that he is desiring that his son as well as us to do, receive and hide so that you incline your ear to wisdom and apply your heart to understanding. You can't apply what you aren't listening to. So if you aren't reading and studying and listening to God's word, well, then you can't live out what you aren't taking in or learning. But then he says, verse three, yes, if you cry out for knowledge, there's another imperative and lift up your voice for understanding. If you seek her, notice all of these commands and these imperatives. Receive, hide, incline, apply, cry out, lift up, seek, and search, verse 4, for her as hidden treasures. Then you will find, understand the fear. Then you will understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. This is so key. And what we're learning here is that if we're desiring, if we desire to obtain the wisdom of God, and I hope you do, then there are some requirements for obtaining it. What did we learn last time? Very quickly, we've got to absorb it, right? Absorb the wisdom of God. That means take it in. He said, receive and hide. That's verse one. We talked about the applying of it. What does that mean? He would incline your ear and apply this to your life. This is where we need to be. But there is a third requirement to obtaining wisdom of God, and here it is. It's going to be simple, but it can be overlooked. You ready for it? You say, Pastor Larry, I want to obtain the wisdom of God. I desire it. Well, here's the third thing, and it's found in verse 3. Let's see if you can pick it out. Ready? Yes, if you cry out for knowledge. Now think about that. If you cry out for knowledge and lift up your voice for understanding, what would you think that means? To cry out and to lift up your voice. Here it is. The third requirement is to simply ask for it, right? This is what God is telling us. You want wisdom? Just ask me. I will give that to you. And I love that because he says, if you'll lift up your voice and cry out for understanding, this is what you will receive in your life. And this is a great reminder of of the thing that James said in James chapter one, verse five, he said, if 
any of you lack wisdom. Been there, haven't you? He says, let him ask of God. There it is. This is exactly what Solomon is saying in Proverbs 3, or chapter 2, excuse me, verse 3. That God, James chapter 1, verse 5, that God will give to all men. I love this. If you ask him for wisdom, he will give it to all men liberally. Check that out. You mean if I ask him for wisdom, he gives it to us liberally? Yeah. And then James said, and he abradeth not. What does that mean? That is an old English word, right? That means this. He doesn't hold it back. He doesn't withhold this from you. He's promised to give it to you as you ask and seek for it. And then the end of verse 5 of James 1, as a great cross-reference says, and it shall be given him. I love this because God promises something to you and I, and if we ask, he gives it. What is the fourth requirement? As we're thinking about the requirement for obtaining wisdom, what is the fourth thought here? Well, a fourth thought is going to be found in verse 4. And it's this, you've got to appraise the wisdom of God. And that may seem a little odd to you, appraise the wisdom of God. Yeah, look at verse 4, or at least listen to Proverbs 2, verse 4. If you seek for her as silver and search for her as hidden treasures... I don't know if you've ever done any type of metal detecting, looking for gold, silver, coinage. Um, I think I would be really addicted to that. I love shows that are looking for treasures in people's attics or um, their barns, their homes that they have, and maybe they are not even aware of what they have, Um, or people who do metal detecting and these treasure hunts that people go on looking for lost coins and ships that have been sunk, um, those kind of treasures, or even like uh, Oak Island, um, you know, the curse of Oak Island. I love those kind of things I because there's a treasure to be found, and it could be around the corner, and usually, of course, they drag the shows out and keep giving you the cliffhangers, and you're like, oh, I just want to find something. This should be our desire and hunger for the wisdom and truth of God's Word. We're going to go after it with every ounce of energy, leaving nothing to chance. We're just going to total abandonment. And that is why I'm choosing to use the word appraise. For instance, when we talk about appraise, appraisal, Do we really see the value of wisdom? If you were going to get your car appraised because you were going to sell it, if you were going to get an appraisal on your house or an appraisal on a house that you are looking to buy, what are you doing? What is it worth? That's the question we're asking. Now, you know it's worth something. You're just not sure how much. Well, when it comes to God's wisdom, we we are to search for it because we understand its value. His truth, God's truth, his word, his wisdom is priceless. It is a priceless value. That is why I've even 
given the title and to the subject matter here, the priceless value. Do you see God's truth and do you believe it to be that valuable? And where our heart and our mind is convinced of the value of it. And even when others don't, and even when the world will want to discount it or friends want to dismiss it, that's not our heart because we know. And even when we have personal doubts because of difficulties and trials and issues in our life, it doesn't change what we know. What is it that we know? Verse 4 said that you seek for her as silver. Well, silver is valuable. And then we seek for her, search for her as hidden treasure. It is treasure. And this is what we have to give an appraise to. It means we want to give it value in our life for what it deserves. God's truth and his wisdom deserves a high value. What are we saying, Pastor Larry? Here's what I'm saying. Do I go after it every day? Do you seek after God's truth and his word every day? Because you know how valuable it is and you cannot live without it. If you and I are going to obtain wisdom, if we're going to absorb it, if we're going to apply it, ask it, and appraise it, we've got to be willing to see these as requirements to getting God's wisdom. Let me give you a real quick thought here about God's wisdom. We talked about the requirements. So there's some things that we should do and must do, right? But then what are the results? What do I get out of it? Now, you've you've talked about the value of it, Pastor Larry, and what I must do. But what is the result? What am I going to get out of it? If I was to ask you to invest monetarily in a bond, a stock, a marketplace, or, or, or make some type of investment, your natural and first thought and response would be, okay, is it low risk, high risk? And if it is, what can I expect to gain from that? And I think that's a good question. So let's go to Proverbs 2 and let's look at a result. Ready? Verse 5. Then you will understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. There's a lot here. And the result of the, remember last time, there was an if and then clause. So if you do this, then you receive this. That was verses one through four. If you do this, then you receive this. Because if you seek it, you find it. When you find the wisdom of God, then you will make a great discovery. But here are the results. You'll discern the fear of the Lord. I love this. What what does this mean? It's the simple ability to discern and recognize the presence of God in our lives and around us. It doesn't mean we're hiding from God like we're fearful because he's mean. No, that's not what that means. It's not a fearful of afraid. It means that we are in reverent awe of God. 
We recognize his holiness and his power, and we treat his word and him that way. We desire to live in the awareness and in the um, allness, if you will, that we're all struck of his all-powerful, all-wise, and all-loving character. This is the draw. We truly see God for who he is and what he does. This is the fear. This is a honorable good, respectful, holy, reverent fear. We treat God, his people, his church, his Bible, his book, everything about him as he does. And the more we seek the Lord, the more sensitive you become of his presence in your life. And so that result is that we discern the fear of the Lord. We desire, right, to please him and to live unto him. But there's a second result of when we obtain God's wisdom, and that is you'll discover the knowledge of God. So the verse, uh, verse 5, he says you'll understand the fear of the Lord, but then he says, and find the knowledge of God. Not only will there be a fear of the Lord, a good fear, okay, we've covered that, but there'll be the acknowledgement of God that surpasses just our own knowledge of those even around us who do not seek the Lord. We're not just after facts from the Bible, And there are a lot of facts. There's historical facts. There are scientific facts. There are medical facts. There are a lot of facts in the Bible. Yes, we're not talking about just becoming more knowledgeable. We're actually talking about growing closer in a relationship with the God of that book, the God of the universe. Hosea 4.1 says, Hear the word of the Lord, ye children of Israel. For the Lord hath a controversy with the inhabitants of the land, because there is no truth, no mercy, nor knowledge of God in the land. Do we live as a society, as a professing believer, that we even know God? So we profess to be a Christian. But is it pretty evident in our life that we are one? What am I saying? Does it show up in the way that we live? Do we live and act like we are believers and followers of Christ? Yeah, it should be. That's the difference between just having a lot of facts and knowledge of who God is. So Hosea 6, 6 says, For I desired mercy and not sacrifice, God says, and the knowledge of God more than burnt offerings. More than just what you do, who you are in Christ is more valuable, so much more. There's more to you than just what your brain can obtain and remember. It's actually how you live. This is the knowledge of God. 
And sometimes people, well, I don't have a great education. That's okay. You don't need one to know God. This is not based on your grade level. Okay, this is not based on that. And I thank God. You may be like me. I feel like I'm a slow learner. God is patient and kind. And he's been faithful to me, even when I have been unfaithful to him. Because I recognize through studying his word and learning it, I discover who he is to me. Not what, yes, what I am to him, but who he is. And I focus on that and realize that while I may be a disappointment to others, through Christ, I am never, and you aren't either, a disappointment to God. Because God now sees those who are Christians, those who've put their faith and trust in Jesus and the cross work of Christ, he sees us through his son. That is so relieving to me. Romans 11.33 says, Oh, the depth of the riches, both of the wisdom and knowledge of God, how unsearchable are his judgments and his ways past finding out. Oh, my friend, the Bible is rich in God's knowledge and his goodness. And you will never, ever tap it out. What I'm saying is it will never, this well never runs dry. There's always something to learn, to love, and to discover in God's word. And you know what? The greatest knowledge in the world is the knowledge of God. I'll close with this thought by a famous writer. His name is A.W. Tozer. And from time, I will throw out names of some um, older gentlemen. And um, maybe you ought to look these guys up. And they will enrich your life. Uh, They will help you grow as you read their biographies and uh, great things that they accomplished for the work of God. But A.W. Tozer said this, Modern mankind can go anywhere. Modern modern mankind can do everything and be completely curious about the universe. That's true. But only a rare person now and then is curious enough to want to know God. I want to be that person. And I believe that I am that person. I want to know God. And there's a lot of things that we can gain knowledge on. But nothing is more important than his word that gives eternal life. Everything else outside of that is temporary. Everything I've learned, habits, trades, experiences, education, it's just temporary. They don't last. But the things of God are eternal. So, As I review with you, if we want to obtain the wisdom of God, remember there are some requirements to obtaining it, verses 1 through 4 of Proverbs 2. But secondly, there are some results to obtaining the wisdom of God. 
And that was found in verse 5. Next time, we're going to talk about the rewards. So there's some results, but what are the rewards to obtaining the wisdom of God? Let's get together next time and study this together right here on Facebook as well as listening in on the podcast ministry. Thanks for being with me today. As always, I want to share with you that you are prayed for. If you have a prayer request, I haven't said this in a while, feel free to share that with us. You don't have to be long and descriptive and you don't have to give any personal information. But if you'd like for us to pray with you, I will. And I'll pray for you. And so I want you to know that that is our ministry. We love to be a people uh, and a church of prayer. Uh, That is what God has called his church to be, one of the things. And it's to be a house of prayer. And so we would love to pray with you and encourage you in that way. But also, not only are you loved, but you are prayed for. Until next time, take care. God bless. Thanks for joining us today for Podcast with Pastor Larry. Please rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast. Connect with Pastor Larry at podcastwithpastorlarry.com to hear weekly biblical teaching. You can always find more teaching of Pastor Larry at Freedom Ministries through our Facebook page at Freedom in Virginia or on our YouTube channel at Freedom Church for, that's the number for others. That would be Freedom Church for others. This is a listener-supported podcast. Feel free to partner with us to further our reach of the gospel to the world. If you feel led to give, please log on to PastorLarry.org. Again, thanks for connecting to Podcast with Pastor Larry.